Download the app. Bet big, win bigger. I've got to tell you, I really like the sound of that. And with WinBet, it's just that easy. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. So if you're from Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, or right here in Virginia, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $5, win $400. If you're a new WinBet player, you can make your first deposit of $20 or more and become eligible for the offer after opting in. Following your first deposit, you can place a minimum $5 straight bet on any spread, over, under, or money line wager with odds of minus 120 or greater and have a chance to win $400 as a free bet credit. Come on, guys and gals. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Download the app, bet big, and win bigger. And let's get after it. Terms and conditions apply, must be 21 or older, and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. I'm Cowboy Reed. Cowboy. Mm. On today's episode, it's a pass rush party. Chris and Macon talk to Indianapolis Colt and strip sack legend Robert Mathis on pass rush technique, playing with Dwight Freeney, the 2009 Indianapolis Colts winning a Super Bowl in the Hall of Fame. Thanksgiving, everyone. I hope it was a wonderful holiday. We interviewed Robert Mathis, and that's coming up in just a couple minutes. Before that, we wanted to get you making Chris and Stanford Steve's picks for the weekend. We didn't want to miss out on that this week. So in order, Stanford Steve first, and he is sticking to his guns with Detroit, which was a loss. He's also rolling with Seattle, Green Bay, and he's going with UVA in the Commonwealth Cup. Macon's picks are Cincinnati to cover against Pittsburgh, Miami to cover against Carolina, and Washington against Seattle. And in college football, Macon has Notre Dame over Stanford on Saturday night. And for Chris, he's rolling with the Rams over Green Bay, San Francisco over Minnesota to align with his preseason pick of Minnesota under season total wins, and he's taking the Baltimore-Cleveland under. We'll be back Monday morning with a Week 12 NFL recap. Happy hunting. Enjoy your weekend. We're thankful for you all. If you're in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, Tennessee, or Virginia, and you haven't yet tried the WinBet app, I've got great news for you. WinBet is now offering a 200% wager match for new users up to $1,500. That's just an incredible offer. WinBet is basically giving you double your first wager in free bets. Don't pass it up. Download the WinBet app today. 
Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where WinBet is available. Gambling problem? In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And in Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Tennessee, y'all too. 1-800-889-9789. I got soon-to-be Hall of Famer. Gotta be soon. Robert Mathis, one of my favorite guys that I watched played for years. Uh, and now uh, he's going to be in the Colts Ring of Honor in Indy. Congrats, Robert. How are you, man? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Of course. Thanks for coming on. And we both do some win bet stuff now. Uh, so the game that's going to be going on in the field when you get uh, honored this weekend is going to be Bucks uh, Colts, which is all of a sudden a really, really good football game here happening this weekend. The line is two and a half. The Bucks are favored. The total's fifty-one. Do the Colts cover? Do they win? And where do you see the t- the total falling, Robert? Man, I picked this game for a reason because uh, BA is coming back in town, Bruce Arians. Yeah, but also Tom Brady, a guy that you know that was my favorite quarterback to get to. So yeah. a whole lot is going on, but. I always say to be the man, you got to beat the man. Yeah. And the coach, they, they're, they're, they're getting hot at the right time. So I'm going to pick my coach to win, man. There we go. Outright. And that's where the value oh, yeah. is going to be. You might as well, if you're going to take them at two and a half, you might as well take the Colts to win it. And I actually like yeah. the over here. I think these teams are going to roll. I think the Bucks. Uh, corner situations kind of shaky. They don't look like the same team to me. What's it like? Because you've been a self-admitted like Pat's hater. You know, there have to be some feelings for Tom Brady, but the CBA, as you called him, Bruce, who was in Indy uh, and, and all those places before, win alongside Tom. Is there mixed emotions there? No, you know what? To clarify, I'm a avid QB hater. So, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I think it's more, it's, it's more about Belichick and the Patriots. I, I don't really have anything towards Tom Brady since yeah. he's been with the Bucks. So, and I think my love for BA kind of overrides all that stuff. So I tolerate uh, Tom Brady now. So he's, yeah. he's okay with me. That's cool. He was just he was wrong place, wrong time for a number of years for Robert Mathis. That's all. Yeah, I'm very anti Belichick. You do defensive players to watch, and uh, I, I know you've got a lot to choose from on Sunday. Bucks, Colts. Those fronts are awesome. Who's somebody that you think is going to affect the ball game the most? Uh, or during that game? Yeah. Wasn't up 45 for the books? Yeah. He's, oh, a, yeah. he's, he's, he's something special. Sure you got is. Shaq Barrett, uh, JPP, but on on our side, you got uh, the Maniac, yeah. and you have Kenny Moore, and you have Forrest Buckner. So you really got to throw your night, throw their names in a hat and just got to pull one. Yeah. But, uh, I want DeForest Buckner to go. Off, I would have so. said Buckner. I would have said Buckner because, you know, it's like kind of a cliche, yeah. but the way you beat Tom is pressure up the middle. And he's not getting any quicker, more agile in the pocket, and Buckner is such a monster. If you don't, if you do not touch Tom Brady, like we always tell my guys, touch him in some shape, form, or fashion. Whether it's a sack, pressure, hit, knockdown, uh, uh, give him an elbow across the helmet on, yeah. on going back to the huddle. But some way, somehow, you have to get him off his game a little bit, make him angry. But if you don't hit him, you're not winning at all. Right, right. That's so you, you've got to heat him up. And then we talk about another great quarterback this weekend. You got Aaron Rodgers playing, but of course, and I know I'm probably the same way you watch a game and a tackle goes down. You're not happy. Somebody gets hurt, but now the Packers are down to their third tackle. And the last time I saw number 73 was Nick Bosa getting after him week three of the season. So the Packers are playing, unfortunately this weekend and Bakhtiari, Evidently, just just found out that he's getting his knee scoped, so it's going to be a little bit. 
they're playing the Rams and they're going to be playing Leonard Floyd. They're going to be playing Von Miller. So when you have like a fish like that, as, as we would call him, no disrespect to the guy. Oh, I, I don't know. Okay. Fish. He's, a fish. he's a fish this week. He could end up being uh, an all-timer, but he's a fish this week. How would you, if you're the Rams, keep those two rushers off balance this weekend? Hmm. Like Because when you and I played, if we had yeah. bad tackles in front of us, you know it was something. It was sideline to sideline. It was a screen game. It was chips. I mean, but when you and Dwight played together, you can't chip two people at the same time. So what do you think is something that if you have a fish, the offense can do to, to negate the skill level well, you have defensively? Well, I'll kind of counteract that because in the AFC South, during the days Dwight and I played, they went punt pro, seven-man protection. Seven-man. <laughs> yeah, man. So tight ends and running backs, they was they were blockers, uh, chip on their way out. Yeah, things like that. But you you have three dynamos on that on that front for the for the Rams. So you must find Von Chip Von. You must take the center to to Aaron Donald wherever he goes. Follow him. Yeah. And uh, Leonard Floyd has to he has to take advantage of those one on ones. So that's that. To the victor goes the spoils. They have to create. He has to win. He has to win that one on one, and this versus the back, the, the blind side guy. So keep him over there. Keep him on that island, and uh, and really get after it. But uh, a Rod can, <laughs> he's a Rod, so he yeah. knows how to get out of that. So yeah, no question about it. And and it's funny sometimes you see the fish on tape on like Monday, and everybody in the D line room gets all excited, and people are arguing over who wants to get rushes over there. But the pressure is <laughs> on the guy with a lot to lose. So if you're like a Leonard Floyd, you better get it's, a two or three piece. And if you yes. don't, it's gonna be hell on Monday. Yeah, yeah. If you don't get if you don't get two or three, you that was a failure. Epic yeah. fail. Yeah, epic fail. <laughs> Before you get to Robert yeah. and his yeah. one twenty three, yeah. I would just want to circle back about Belichick. That yes. felt a little more personal than just rival coach. Why yeah. why do we not like Bill Belichick? Yeah, I said I said it with my chest. He said it with his chest. Yeah. <laughs> well, he kind of blocked us from like two or three rings. So I'm a little, I'm still a little salty. So I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm salty. Yeah, let me ask you a question that I mean, because yeah, I think you guys win three or four championships if the Patriots don't exist back then. And, and in, in fact, one of the, one of the years, uh, you guys are 14 and oh, I think it was. And they pulled the starters the last two weeks of the season. So right. you guys had a chance to go 16 and oh, you guys think you get there if they don't pull those starters. That's what's funny because it was so much, hostility between the Colts and Patriots. We wanted to go for it, like 100%. Yeah. Just to see, just to seal the deal. And uh, if we went on to win the September shit, we lost to the Saints that year. But to have that one up, we wanted it. Yeah. Every We wanted every bit of that. But it was just not wise to do that and risk an injury and, yeah. not, and not and not making a Super Bowl altogether. But uh, hindsight 2020, it was, a, it was a wise decision. Yeah, probably. I mean, you love to hear it the older you get. Like, when you're younger, you want all your, your – I still want my buckets at 33. Like, so when I'm out there week 17, I'm like, oh, there's a bright side to this. But it is nice to get that break. Like, when coach comes in on a Monday and tells you the snap counts <laughs> – it's kind of like, all right, I can take a week off. This isn't bad because it's going to be a long road in the playoffs. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, when you go back, even like at this point in my career, uh, trying to get in the Hall of Fame at 123 sacks, but we used to we used to be done by like week 14. Yeah. We used to start resting our starters, and but that, that was part of it, part of the success. So it was a great run, So and I'm just happy to be a part of it. Yeah, that adds up, too. Two games a year or so that, you know, Robert Mathis and Dwight Franey are not playing a whole bunch. That adds up a whole bunch. So talking about the Colts this year, I was really high on Quiddy Pay coming out. 
I haven't paid as much attention to him. I know he's come on late, and I think with rookies, sometimes you have to remember, pass rush is one of the hardest things to learn in the league. I mean, like, you can't expect guys to just get buckets right off the bat just like receivers do or some of these other people that have, you know, you can be dependent on an offense around you or that sort of thing. Like, you got to go earn your reps. What do you see out of Quiddy Pay, and is he doing something different lately or the, the bucket's just starting to fall? Well, I mean, he kind of stumbled out the blocks a little bit with the hamstring injury yep. early in the season. Yep. So it looks like he's recovered from that. And mm -hmm. so he's starting to starting to get going. But just like you said, pass rush is not easy. You're not just going to walk in, walk in the door and just start wrecking O-linemen like that. Yeah. It's, it's so much goes along with that. So but he he has his head on straight. Uh, he goes about about it as a professional. So I think by. This time next year, we'll probably see a completely different guy, but he's still learning the game, the speed of the game, the adjustments of it. So I really like that pick. But, yeah. Uh, he's definitely a, a bright future guy. Well, it's tough. Like, you know, like for him, the bright side for him is you walk into a D-line room is a unique situation where you could argue he could go higher and maybe to a worse team, but he walks into a really nice D-line room that he can get, it takes the pressure off him. Like, they don't need him to be an 8-10 sack guy the first year. He can kind of learn from the other guys. You want him to step up, but you mentioned he had a hamstring and that sort of thing. When you look at this Colts team, do you see a team with a Super Bowl ceiling? I do, I do. Uh, all the pieces are in place. Uh, uh, the GM, uh, Chris Ballard, he, he did a great job of uh, putting piece by piece, uh, drafting guys and, yeah. uh, and bringing in Carson Wentz. I think I think they do have a, a chance to uh, to run the table. Yeah, because you know, Chris, you know, it's about who gets hot at the right time. That's all. And they have and 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 being healthy at that time. So they definitely have the pieces. They just got to put the puzzle together. Yeah, and the Titans on the other end of it, like you know, they've they've been amazing. I got to give them respect for how they've they've won football games in different ways. I think Vrabel, I've been calling them like a team. They're, I mean this endearingly. They're like cockroaches. You can't kill. The Titans, bro. Like you, you just—they're going to be here last for whatever reason. Yeah. They, but but yeah. they are trending in a different direction with the injuries and that sort of thing, and without Derrick Henry, and now Jonathan Taylor's starting to get touches. They waited to give him twenty carries a game until November. It's kind of slick. Uh, so he's going to get mm -hmm. a full a full menu going in November and December. They look like a team from when. Like, I grew up watching football. They're big. They're powerful. They got a big back. They got a big pro-style quarterback. They're fun, mm -hmm. man. The defense, the whole thing. So they're trending in the right direction. I want to talk about you uh, in the Hall of Fame and, and, and your, uh, your sidekick, Dwight Freeney. It's really special to have a guy on the other side of you. Um, that uh, that rushes at a high level, but then to be able to do it for decades and they didn't break y'all up like that—that's pretty cool. And then the fact that you guys are both going to be eligible for the Hall of Fame here coming up shortly, hopefully both going in soon. You made a comment about Dwight that I heard. You said he might have 200 sacks if he didn't play with you. Can you explain to people what you meant by that? Yeah. Oh, uh, quite honestly, I I said what I said. Uh, when it comes to one-on-one, -on -one, like if I knew Dwight had uh, just a straight-up one-on-one versus an offensive tackle, I I feel he's the most dominant uh, pass rusher in yeah. history. But at the same time, I could just be, you know, being biased. Bias. But yeah. it was the fact that he and I literally had to race to the quarterback just to <laughs> – Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I stole a few from him. He stole a few from me. But uh, he ended with 125 and a half, and I really think he was in a 140 and up. But I mean, that was just, and also we haven't, uh, our playoff seeds locked in and it was a lot of games. He sent, he just didn't play. Yeah. And that's a lot of, that's like five to about five sacks a season that 
if he had dressed and played and if it was meaningful games, he he's in the 15 sacks, 15 to 20 sacks per year. So I definitely feel he was in that upper echelon numbers-wise. Oh, no question. And he basically trademarked, uh, both of y'all actually trademarked that spin. I mean, to have two guys that had that many tools in their toolboxes on one team at the same time was almost illegal. But I want to take you to your final game of your career, 2016. You're playing Jacksonville. You're sitting at 122 sacks. Everybody knows you're retiring. You go out and get one. You and Dwight talk on the phone that week. He's sitting at one twenty two point five, dude. Are you guys like talking before the game? Is that is that part of the reason you knew you had to go out and get one? No, um, we actually talked. I talked to him when he when he was in the Super Bowl yeah. playing the Patriots. He was with the Falcons. Yeah, I called him and I said, "Look, because I was ahead of him at the time." I said, "Look, bro, you got to go win the Super Bowl, or you got to come back and play another year." Mm-hmm. And he was like, "What do you mean? Like, I'm up on, I'm up career wise sacks." And he was like, "You know what? You're right." And so, you know, he went out there. You know, they didn't get they didn't get it done in the Super Bowl, so he came back and played, and he taught me. So, it's we're each other's biggest motivators, man. Yeah. But uh, it was kind of an unsaid uh, rivalry uh, challenge or whatnot. But yes. in the end, I. He get to the quarterback. I had to light my hair on fire. I got I got to get mine now. So well, dude, it's we so, it was so funny because I'm like I'm looking at it. And I'm like, damn, I didn't know that that y'all were that close down to the end. Like two guys, brothers on the field, and then down at <laughs> yeah. the end, like right down to the wire. And then he comes back for another year, and I'm kind of wondering if he came back for that year just to one up. No. <laughs> I mean, he still he still has some gas, man. Yeah, was, he did have gas. I, I gas empty. He, but I do joke with him. I said, I mean, look, I may just have to. Come off the couch a little bit so I can so I can pass you up like two or three sacks in a season and then retire again. You should. That would be the most petty shit of all time. <laughs> hey, I, hey, I do petty. Now. I, I, do, can I do, do petty. We all do petty. That's one thing we have in common in a D-line room is everybody's petty as fuck. So oh, I could see yeah. Robert Mathis coming back and playing for the you know some random team in 2022 and just one-upping his friend. Did y'all used to fight over sacks like in the Absolutely. D-line room? Because because me Absolutely. and Quinny like we'd get there at the same time and we'd be like dude that's mine that's it and then the code is you don't turn your friend sack in was that the code in indy shit nah, we call him a lie. <laughs> oh we will i will call a lies in a heartbeat no sir no sir uh we would the, the thing with us was we would get to the quarterback either raise your hand or just get up and do your sack dance like yep. right now yeah so now the now the the pressure to uh is on the other guy to prove that you didn't get it. So get up and do your sack dance now. That's what happens when people at home watching two guys run in different directions towards the cameras. Or, you know, the whole finger up thing. You know, when you get up and you just run away with the finger up. You you never get up with a .5. You never get up with a .5. Nobody gets up with a .5. But you know what? What a, what a, A lot of people do not know. And if you get that ball out, you get the whole sack. The whole thing. You get the whole sack because you can't split a fumble. We're big prep guys here crunching a lot of tape, and it seemed like you know a lot of guys, you see them just swipe the entire arm, try to get lucky. You always <laughs> got the football. You were, you were hitting the football. Is that something you were always cognizant of, or, or, or am I wrong and you, well, you were also getting I, lucky? I watched a lot of uh, Derek Thomas when I was a, when I was. A, a child, like a young, a young player, first starting out, yeah. And he always had the, he secured the tackle and came with a tomahawk, um, and just try to totally, totally just collapse the whole arm, yeah. So it, 
I mean, the older you get, the more uh, precise you get with your strikes. And so yeah. I kind of you kind of knew what a quarterback was going to be with the with the ball. So I just kind of go in that in that area, whether it's the inside or outside hand and just try to get the ball out because OC, he said the best. And it was funny. Why well, get dirty when you just get the ball out? Yeah, exactly. John Abraham told me that one time. He was like, I don't know why anybody tries to even make a tackle. I just go yeah. straight to the arm, bro. And I was yeah. like, you know what? I'm too dumb <laughs> because I'm yeah. just trying to I'm trying to light up a quarterback. But, you know, when you get in the room and people at home don't know this, a lot of times on a Monday we'll be in a D-line room and we'll see that the sack went to the wrong guy. You as a player can go upstairs and be like, hey, turn that in. And by turn that in, I mean send it to the league and the league will come back and tell you who got the sack and who didn't. You guys would turn in your sacks on each other? Yes, sir. (laughs) Yes, sir. That's so good. That's so fucking good. Tell each other to to their face. I'm fuck that. I'm calling the liars. The year year you and Robert Quinn were racing in 20, I used to be like, Rob, man, I can't get like, you know, you can't let me slide on this one, bro. No. You've got the... <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but that's also true, though, because sometimes people say, you're so lucky there's somebody else on the other side of you. Yes and no. Like, in a, it's not bad, but I think having a tackle right inside you can actually, like, improve your sack totals more. And so working in concert with that tackle, I think the other guy works in concert with you when you... And I don't know if you guys did this. I'm sure you did. Did you rush high low? Did you and Dwight like kind of okay? So you yes, guys sir. coordinated your your rushes, right? Right. So if it's if the running back was if we knew the running back was going to chip Dwight, yeah, he was automatically going low. Yep. He's going to do the inside spin. I knew it. He knew it. Everybody knew it, and that, that automatically told me to go high because yep. more more times than not, the center will go away from the back. So that's how you waste the center and the running back. So go away from him. So I go. I take an outside move. Dwight take an inside move to the running back, and that's how MJ you waste him. So yep. if he gets out, if he gets out over Dwight's outside shoulder, there I am to co- to, to collect. But if he if he steps up, that's a, a sack for Dwight. Yeah, it's like it's uh, a lot of times you you get these ten yard deep kind of full speed rundowns, and it's because you got one guy coming underneath based on the mm-hmm. protection or a chipper, and then vice right. versa. If he runs away from you and steps up to five, well, that's Dwight's. So it's like a lot of people don't see that. You, know, you talk about well, what's the actual draw to having a great rusher on the other side? Is you got to got to work together. It doesn't just happen that two great rushers make things easier. It does because one less guy to chip and double team. But and how did you decide on who got the fish? Who, how did you decide on who got 73 on a Monday, you and Dwight? Well, Dwight played the right side. I played the left. And yeah. it just, whoever was out, it's like, man, you better, you better eat because yeah. if you eat, if you get a, a couple sacks early, they're going to, they're going to bring extra, extra attention over there. Yeah. So now that's how you feed off of each other. Yeah. Now I'll get a chance to get a one-on-one because they have to account for Dwight. Yeah. Uh, two, maybe three blockers. And so now our inside guys can get going. So that's how you spread the wealth. And and that's interesting what you just said, because people would always, late in my career or at times in my career when I was a free agent and they'd stick me on the right side, I fucking hated it. And people were like, <laughs> what's the big deal? Are you afraid to go oh. into the left tackle? It's not that. Oh. Like you have no. a dominant side that you prefer. Yes. It's like being left-handed Absolutely. and right-handed. You felt the same way about rushing on the left? Yeah, well, cause I had to rush on. I was yeah. a right end by trade, but yeah. we had somebody here called Dwight Freeney, so yeah. I couldn't. So I, I had to learn how to rush on the left. And so it, you're absolutely right. There's certain moves you simply cannot do <laughs> on the opposite. You, feel you drunk. cannot do. You I feel drunk. Do. I feel drunk trying to take certain <laughs> counters and stuff on my non-dominant <laughs> side, dude. Yeah. 
It's crazy. So, um, how about John Tierlink, man? Um, how much did he mean to you guys? Oh, man. And, and, and when it comes to pass rush, he, he meant the world because he let us do it our way. Yeah. Um, he always said, as a coach, my job is to put you in the best position to succeed. Mm -hmm. And you guys have the talent, so go out there. I'm going to coach around you. And that's what he did. He just, he just let us go. And uh, he let us get uh, creative with, with some of the rushes that we did, the stunts. And uh, quite honestly, we had to because we had a lot like max pro, punt pro, and these max protections. And so, but we were still commanded to get to that quarterback. And we had to do it by any means necessary. But yeah. he was, he was, he drew it up and we executed. And he gave you freedom to kind of like, because every pass rusher is different. I think a lot of times people are like, well, you got to try this. Like chop club didn't work for me for some reason. My body just wouldn't allow me to, to hit the chop club like Rob did. Like we're built different, but I could do a one arm post a lot better than Rob could and vice versa. Right. So like when you're, you're getting taught by a great D line coach, do you feel like they got to give you that freedom to kind of go in the direction of whatever, you know, whatever suits you as a player? Absolutely. When you have a, when I mean, you have guys that can get to the quarterback, and it's not a lot, it's a very few, you got to let them go. Yeah. Uh, whatever you do best, whether it's, we call it uh, cover, whether you can, you have the two-way go, yeah. uh, like Chris, you got a two-way go, and I'm going to cover you as the three technique. Yeah. And you just got to let them go, man. Let these guys get going, get, get that rhythm, because you know, once you get in that zone, it's a problem for them Absolutely. all game. So Absolutely. you got you to do whatever you can to get them going. And with Dwight, Dwight was our lead dog. And he would get going, and it was just a domino effect. And then he would call stunts, and uh, guys get two-way goals. Because that's, that's all you want as a pass rush. I want two-way. Yeah, I don't want to plan shit. I have a game plan coming in, but, but I have to be able to re react. There's a lot of guys you play that they look different on tape. Somebody does something that you're like, oh, I could do this to them. And then for some reason, it's not there. So you have right. to like be able to vary what you do. And so, like, on top of that, if you're letting a guy, if you're covering for a guy, a lot of times you're going to get the bucket. Yes. There, like, you, there you go. And that's people don't understand that. They think, well, I'm not going to do a, a run a grab game with this guy and, and just be a, a crash dummy. That's not like, what it is. That's the guy that gets the sack. Yes. Yes, exactly. Robert, I didn't play defensive end at a particularly high level. And, and Chris is always. <laughs> tell him your height and weight and tell him your 40 time and all that shit because we just did a combine. Tell him that stuff. I'm 6'4, 175. Okay. I ran a 6'1 in the 40. Now, but Chris in here. That's, that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Chris is always using terminology here in Studio J. Take your pick here. Uh, ankle flexion, key the ball or the man, strike to the sternum, inside tit, outside tit. <laughs> he heard you on McAfee saying inside tit. What, what do any of these things mean, inside tit, outside tit? Oh, man. If you want to go outside, well, he says tit, I mean the outside arm. Uh if you're going to run a long arm, if you're going to take the edge, that means you got to hit that outside arm. Yeah. If you want to counter back, hit that inside tip. Yep. So you always want to keep their momentum going whatever direction it's going. Uh, I always say, I mean, you can't fight the laws of gravity. So you don't want to push a 300-pound man that's dropped his anchor uh, and, and lunging forward. You don't want to try to push him by. You want to collapse that and get the edge because once they stop their feet, that's when they give you their hands. And now it's about who's the better athlete. So you don't want to just what's that? No, he's, which well, occasionally he's excited. they'll, they'll he's stop excited. their feet on a stutter bull, which is there my, you go. my go to. There, there is? There yeah. Go. My co host could pass rush if he could run. Dude, you could definitely pass rush if we got those numbers up. 
Thank you. The whole yeah, stutter bowl thing you've been listening. On it. Uh, but it's that, true. That's that's, six, that's six, that's six, six one is filthy right now. I'm, yeah, I'm kind six of one is that. nasty. Well, I jumped though. I jumped what fourteen inches in the air. He did jump fourteen. So there's okay. that. So no, but it's what Robert's saying is right. It's like you don't know what you're going to be given before a snap. Like you take what you're given, and if somebody wants to stop their feet, then I'm going to jerk you down and yeah. and pat your and pat you on the back and that sort of thing. But if you're going to keep floating, then I'm going to stay with the power. So like plans are good until the ball snapped, and so it's like marrying that pregame plan with the hey the bullets are flying. Yeah, uh, Mike Tyson said it best. Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. So he's, he's ready for that. He's definitely somebody who can get. You're ready for that, right? You got a plan? Until I get hit in the tip. Okay, until you get hit in the outside <laughs> tip. So let me ask you this, because this always made me curious. You're one of the best pass rushers of all time. You and Dwight getting ready to play in the Super Bowl. You've been waiting your whole life to play Chicago. I know, man. You tell me. You wake up in the morning, you look outside, and you're like, fuck, it is raining. It, it, it kind of took on a little bit more because we was – we were always labeled, well, we can't do it in the elements and rain and snow. And yep. that was one of those other demons that we had to exercise on top of the two weeks prior to that. We had we could never beat the Patriots, so we had to beat them. Lo and behold, we go to sunny Miami. First time it ever rained in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it rains on our Super Bowl. So, <laughs> man, it was just like, shit, hey, we beat we beat the Patriots, so that was the Super Bowl. We're not, we're not going to even think about do what we're supposed to do yeah how about the seven studs did you put the cleats on did you because a lot of times when it's raining Absolutely. they tell us and they, get the right cleats on get the right cleats on the dbs never listen that's why you see dbs fall down on the field we always put our seven studs on is rushing in the in the rain is that worse for you or for the tackle you think oh uh, that's, that's worse for me yeah. <laughs> i hate it i yeah. hate it snow and rain game because I mean you just try I'll put the three fourths and if I can find a one inch uh screw in, give it here. Like baseball but, cleats. <laughs> yeah. I mean if you if you're I wasn't a power guy, so I was trying to rely on speed and you know get around the edge to set up my counter. Yeah. And if it's raining and just muddy, it's just uh see I didn't have what you had, so I was like, oh yeah, let the rain come down, man. Maybe yeah, he'll I, slide backwards when I hit him with the one arm. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I, I used to depend on Dwight to get the bull rush, to collapse the pocket, and I'm going to just go clean it up. Yep, yep. And those wet games, it was just sloppy and just, I didn't like that. I didn't yeah. like it. And you played in the RCA Dome for a long time. Right. You played on turf turf, right? Yeah, my first three seasons, it was turf. How brutal was that? Me. Since you've lived the other oh side of it, most of us haven't actually played on turf, and, you know, you were kind of right at the end of it. Yeah, so, yeah, you using the, with the Rams, so you just missed it. Yeah, just missed it. Oh, uh, wait. Yeah, it was straight carpet, man. We practiced and played on that stuff. So I still got turf toe on both toes. Uh, my knees is, you know, is there. I'm not even going to get into it. It was, I'm, I'm paying a price right now. So Tordal, Tordal was a must. I heard you talking to AJ Hawk on the, uh, oh, on the and AJ Hawk didn't do vitamin T. I don't know why he's not playing now. <laughs> He, if he never took tour, man, let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah, tour it all. We used to run race to that line to get that tour it all shot. And uh, hey, man, I don't feel like I could have played without it, man. Man, let me tell you, when I got to Philly, the the trainers. This was when they started giving the pills out. They were like, "Hey, we're gonna stop giving you a shot. Here, you'll have these no. pills. I have to do." I was like, first off, no." <laughs> and, and I can remember getting ready to play the Bucks, and they were like, uh, Chris, we're not doing Tordal here anymore. I was like, well, Chris yes. isn't playing, so you can go right. get the coach. And the head yeah. coach comes over like, what seems to be the problem here? He's like, well, give him some I'm fucking Tordal. <laughs> so, I'm not playing. Like, no. Literally, 
Late in my career, probably couldn't play without it. So for people at home, when you hear Tordal, it definitely does feel like a warm blanket. You come to the stadium, you limp in, and then in warm-ups when it kicks in, it feels like you're 17 no, again. I don't, ooh, you don't feel anything in warm-ups? That's the greatest feeling in the, the world. best feeling, dude. But when you don't have it, maybe you skimp for a preseason game to save your liver. I don't know if you took Tordal yeah. in preseason. <laughs> Take Tordal in preseason. Uh, if, they, if they offered it, I took it. But yeah, they, yeah. Didn't, they didn't pretty yep. much offer that too yep. much. What's the best tell you ever had? Like a pregame tell. Like a lot of times in D-line rooms, we'd be like, oh, the quarterback. Back when they'd be under center, a lot, a lot of quarterbacks would bail. Their hands might go backwards before the snap. Did you ever have a tell that led to like a big game for y'all? Oh, absolutely. 100%. The, the most... The most hits we had in the game were like 33, and it was on Kurt Warner when he was in Arizona. I think it was a Monday or Sunday night game in 2008, 2009. He would get a shotgun, you know, go through his cadence. But the second he put his right foot back, the ball snapped at 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. And we lit his ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, Dwight, Dwight and myself, we would kind of get a, just a little wider just so we can see. Yeah. And the second he put that foot back, it was on. Hey, those outside backers get great tells. They're standing up. They're like nine yards wide. They can see everything. But you're right. Like, if you get a good tell, it could be your best game of the year. Yes. Like, and, and you want to brag about it, but you can't tell anybody. No, you're selfish. You got to be selfish. <laughs> Did you tell the so, other? So would you? if you had a tell, are you telling the guy inside you? I would. I would. Well, you can't tell young guys. No, because they'll fuck it up. No. Yeah, man, just like what well, he's doing. Shut your ass up, you know? <laughs> dude. Yeah, I would tell. I would tell Dwight if I had to tell. I would tell Dwight. Uh, we had uh, Raheem Brock, like older guys, yeah, I because they can they can handle that kind of information. But young guys can't handle that, so I'm not telling them nothing until we watch film. You're so right, dude. Oh, that's so true. I'm glad. I yeah. felt like an asshole when me and Bennett used to me and Mike Bennett late in our careers. We get a tell and we just keep it to ourselves. Maybe we tell yeah. Fletch, BG. But if yeah. you're like third year or less in the league, you don't get to know. <laughs> you, get, you get nothing and you'll like it. You'll like it. Uh, speaking <laughs> of young players that you actually treated well, Andrew Luck, you guys had a great relationship. It sounded mm -hmm. like. What clicked with you and Andrew? Because it just, you know, like quarterbacks, you're a quarterback hater. He's a guy with a flip phone. He drives probably a Volvo. <laughs> like, what, you know, like quiet guy. Man. But what clicked with you guys? What you see is what you get with Andrew. He's a. Uh, he could have worked for damn Geek Squad with that uh, Best Buy <laughs> and, uh, and, and a damn librarian. That's what he is. That's what he like to do. Fine. But you can you can throw a football or you can put up points. So you're okay with me because that gives me more rush opportunities. So yeah. you're my you're my guy right now. Absolutely. But uh, he came in and uh, took control, man. We just let him know, bro, you don't have to be – don't be Peyton. You're yeah. not Peyton. Don't, you don't have to be that. Reggie, Wayne, and myself, just like – be who you are, and have fun doing it. In the meantime, throw Reggie the ball, and then and give me a lead. Give us a that lead. That was it. <laughs> give us a lead. It, exactly. Great, great guy. So he's very humble. I talked to him last week, actually. Oh, last man, week. he's I a great dude. He's a great dude. I did remember hitting him, and he legitimately told me great hit. And, you know, usually if it was anybody else, I'd be like, shut the fuck up. But it was Andrew you Luck, were, and I just respect him, and I like him. So I was like, oh, thanks. I remember that. 
you lit his ass up too. I think so. I think and, so. Uh, that's that's the game y'all smacked us. We hard. smoked y'all, and I, yeah. I got a Sunday hop on a fumble return, Quinny. Yeah, Quinny, I got a Sunday hop just pop right into my yeah. But but luck is definitely like he's legitimately. You put it perfectly. What you see is what you get. There is no fake imagery with this guy. You know, a lot of guys in our league, you don't know who they really are. Their brand might be better than their personality. This guy yeah. is legit. So, all right, you're going to the Ring of Honor. One more time, congratulations. As you're you're seeing your name, I don't know if they pull the, the curtain up or what, like uh it's pretty damn cool when whenever it happens. What's going through your head? Who are you thinking about, you know, like over your journey in indie? Like maybe people who don't get shouted out enough, like people that you you're you're thinking about as you take that moment in. Well, I think a lot about uh like our our trainers, managers, yeah. guys like that, man. The, I, the second I walked through the door, these were guys that I've been with and they're, they're still, they still there. Uh, John Scott T frog smack, uh, Aaron Burrell hammer. These, these kind of cow, these are the guys that's behind the scenes and day in and day out, help me get ready for practice, help me stay on the practice field and, uh, just true friends. And so these guys are just as important and, and a part of this, of my name going up there as I am. So I'm very thankful for him. No question. There's a lot of awesome people in a football building that don't get shouted out. We had a smack, too. There's a smack in every football building, right. I guess. He's oh, an yeah. equipment manager. But <laughs> Robert Mathis, now in the Ring of Honor, soon to be in the Hall of Fame. I am, you can book that. Uh, one of the best rushers I ever saw. Um, so thank you so much for your time, man. Oh, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I man. still hate quarterbacks, and it's still not an official stat. Okay, good. All right, I like that. Robert, take it easy, man. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. Visit TickPick.com. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K. Got rid of all the service fees that the other sites charge. TickPick guarantees the best prices on all of their NFL games. If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. If you're like me, and you can't wait to get back into an NFL stadium, visit TickPick.com. 